0: Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. A little bit late today, folks. Apologies for that. But we do now know that Liverpool will play Inter Milan in the next round of the Champions League. The round of 16, we'll see the Reds travel to Milan and play at the San Siro again against Inter this time before facing the Milan field a couple of weeks later. The ties take place on the 16th of February and the 8th of March. And I've seen some mixed views on this draw. I think it's a good draw for Liverpool. Liverpool should have the stronger team. Inter are top of Syria, and they are having a decent season. They're currently on a very good run domestically. They've won seven of their last eight games in Syria, But this is not the same team that won the title last year. First and foremost, Antonio Conte is no longer the manager. That's a huge hit to take. Regardless of who you're bringing in, unless it's Klopp, Simeone or Guardiola, Simone Inzaghi is not on that level. He's not even on the next level, the likes of Hansi Flick, Thomas Tuchel, people like that. He's a good manager, not a great manager. But this is a good team. Samir Handanovic is still a good goalkeeper. But he is advanced in age now. He is 37. He's towards the tail end of his career. He's not as agile as he was. Still a good goalkeeper, but no longer a great goalkeeper. Denzel Dumfries is their right wing-back. He's a good player. He does have some defensive flaws that Liverpool would be able to exploit. Ivan Perisic is nominally the left wing-back. Again, not necessarily the best defender. Very good on the ball. But he's more of a midfielder or an attacker than he is a defensive player. So that could be an area Liverpool can exploit. The back three are excellent. Schrinier on the right, De Vries in the middle, Bastoni on the left. Each of them individually is outstanding. Collectively, they're brilliant. If you're going to pick a flow, it will be the lack of pace in Stefan De Vries. That will be it. Now, Schrinier is not the quickest either, and maybe Mane can get a run at him. Bastoni is a huge prospect, still very young. Still a little bit raw at times, so maybe Salah can exploit some issues there. But they are collectively a brilliant back three. And the work they did last year under Conte, the work they've done this year under Simeone has highlighted that. Only 15 goals conceded in 17 games this season, second-best defensive record in Serie A. But they've really found their groove in recent weeks. Four straight clean sheets in Serie A. In midfield, the best midfielder they have is nicola borella the good news is he's going to be suspended at least for the first leg possibly for the second after he was sent off against uh, ac uh, sorry against real madrid in the last group match of the of interest campaign without him you're looking at vidal who's well past his best vicinio well past his best Gagliardini, a decent player, not somebody that's going to scare you. Or Stefano Stensi, who is a very good player, but has had some injury problems. In midfield with him, you'll have Brozovic as the more defensive one. He's an excellent player, a good pass with the ball, something you have to keep an eye on. And Chalanaglu, the more attacking of the midfielders. A threat from set pieces, a threat to sh- shoot from distance. Not the most mobile player, not the best defensively. Definitely someone that could be exploited if he has to track runs from the likes of Jordan Henderson. And up front, it'll be Ed and Jekyll, and it'll be Latoura Martinez. They've got other options. They've got Joaquin Correa. They've got Alexis Sanchez. But Jekyll and Martinez will likely be the starting two. Both very good players, both having good seasons. Jekyll has 11 goals. Martinez has 10. They haven't performed brilliantly in the Champions League as a pair. Jekyll's still got three goals, though. And you would imagine he will be a threat from set pieces and from crosses into the box, of which there will be plenty. But we do have Virgil van Dijk. We do have Joel Matip. It's very hard to win a header in our box. We shouldn't have massive concerns over them, but we will have to respect them. They came second in their group behind Real Madrid, ahead of Sheriff Tiraspol and Shakhtar Donest. You would have said if they didn't get through that group, it would have been a massive failure. They lost both games to Real. They drew in Donetsk. They beat Sheriff in both games, and they beat Shakhtar at home. It's about standard. It's about what you would have expected from them. They've done nothing out of the ordinary. They grind through games. They are very resilient. They're very, very working. They'll play football, especially at home. They will try and, and play football. They won't just sit in a deep block and invite us to attack. That's not how Inzaghi operates. If it was Conte, yeah, that would be a concern. But Inzaghi has a different approach. He still plays his back three, but he's a much more attack-minded manager than Antonio Conte is. You could see that if you watched his Lazio teams while he was there. Very attack-minded, open, creative, inventive. This man was using Milinkovic, Savic, and former Liverpool player Luis Alberto as a midfield too, with Lucas Leva well past his best as the holding midfielder, plus very attack minded wing backs, and then Immobile and often Joaquin Correa up front. He brought Correa with him from Lazio to um, to Inter. Might have gone before him, but either way, they were they were together at at Lazio. And uh, and he's a you know he's a good manager. He's not a great manager. You'd expect that Klopp will have a tactical advantage. You'd expect that Liverpool will have a talent advantage. And while it is a tougher draw than the original pick, which was Salzburg, it's still a tie that I think Liverpool should progress through with minimum fuss, minimum fuss. Now the other draw, the other the other draws in this, um, the other ties in this draw. Excuse me, if you haven't seen them, Red Bull Salzburg play Bayern Munich, you'd expect Bayern to come through fairly comfortably. Sporting against Manchester City, City will come through comfortably, but Sporting will, at least at home, they'll give them a bit of a game. Benfica-Ajax could be a very interesting tie. Ajax in great form through the group stage, but Benfica are feisty and Darwin Nunes is one to keep an eye on. Chelsea drew Lille the first time and the second time, so you'd expect that Chelsea will progress fairly comfortably. Atletico Madrid got what they wanted when they appealed and they got Manchester United. And I think that's a tougher draw for United than PSG would have been, even though PSG are clearly better than them. And if you go up and down the teams, Bruno Fernandes is about the only United player that gets into um the PSG team. You could say Varane in next to Marquinhos. One of them just switches sides. But other than that, nobody else is getting into that PSG team. But PSG do leave themselves a little bit open. They do have players that don't track back or do any work. So that could have been a game for United to hit, to set up and hit them on the counter-attack. Atleti won't want the ball, so United are in trouble. Uh, Villarreal against Juventus, two teams not having particularly good seasons. Should be a decent, evenly balanced tie. Inter on ourselves. And then the glamour tie is Paris Saint-Germain-Real Madrid. When UEFA didn't get Paris Saint-Germain-Manchester United, Messi versus Cristiano, you had to feel it was either going to be you know PSG against um against Real or Bayern against PSG it had to be one or the other they were going to get a glamour tie out of this and they got it and i think real madrid should win those those games i think real are the stronger team and should come through those games uh we'll jump around the main liverpool sites there is a brilliant article on This Is Anfield, written by Sam Maguire. Liverpool 3.0, how the Reds have changed the shape. And Thiago is the key. It's a really good read. I won't spoil any of it. Go and check that one out. Very, very good. I do think you'll enjoy it. Plans for Liverpool's first ever safe-standing Premier League game have been confirmed. Chelsea have confirmed that the visit of Liverpool on January 2nd will kick off the Premier League's safe-standing trial, while which will include Reds fans in the away end. So that's big news. Now, obviously, I don't think there's been approval yet to put them in at Anfield. But if it goes well in other grounds, uh, Chelsea, Manchester City, Manchester United, Tottenham and Cardiff have all agreed to it already. I think we will see it become a nationwide thing. And I think it will massively help the atmosphere at a lot of stadiums. It's a couple of stadiums in particular that I think will will really it'll really add to the noise. Like Selhurst Park's already a great atmosphere, but with safe standing I think it can be even better. Um the sporting director of Swansea City, Mark Allen has confirmed that Reece Williams loan could be cancelled in January because he hasn't played enough. And the simple fact is that Liverpool don't send players out on loan not to play. So it may well be that Reese returns and then gets sent out on loan again. Or if Nat Phillips is sold in January, which does look likely as things stand, maybe, maybe Reese just stays around as fifth choice for the rest of the, the rest of the season. Uh, Harvey Elliott back with his best friend after he begins ball work. He's doing some light, light ball work. That's good to see. It's good progress for him. On to liverpool.com. Plenty going on here. Lots of transfer-related stuff, as there always tends to be. Liverpool can hijack Chelsea transfer for prolific Arsenal forward in contract dispute. k Edwards, meant to be very, very promising. Meant to be a big-time talent. Arsenal, once again, dropping the ball on their own young players. It, it never ceases to amaze me how poorly run that club is. And um, Chelsea have been eyeballing this kid apparently for a couple of years, but Liverpool are now in the mix. And um I, I think that would be a very smart signing. Could be a potential another Rean uh, Brewster, bring him in, develop him, sell him on, or even better, you bring him in, develop him, and all of a sudden you've got a number nine for a long time. Liverpool will have transfer regret over 10 goal forward who idolise Luis Suarez. Patsendac has slipped away from Liverpool's grasp in the summer, but the club still have a significant advantage that could lure him to Anfield in the future. Um, well, first of all, Patsendac has not scored 10 goals this season. He has scored seven goals in 16 games, five of which came in the Europa League. So I don't think there'll be any regrets. Patsendac is not a great fit for Liverpool, as currently constituted. So I don't think there'll be too many regrets. I don't think he... Slipped through the net or anything of that that nature. Bayern Munich can help Liverpool find ideal Jude Bellingham alternative, who Jurgen Klopp will love. Nicholas Seewald has stood out with his performances in the Champions League and as a midfielder, Liverpool should be keeping an eye on. He's a talented player. Let's not confuse him with Jude Bellingham. Jude Bellingham is a really, really special, special player. And let's not confuse a a good young player with someone who's two years younger, already substantially better. That's just a bit silly. Uh, Liverpool face unlikely rival for 30 million star. A sporting director makes big call. This is the Media Digest. So they've got a piece on Liverpool versus Inter. Uh, Champions League throws up transfer prospects, obviously. Atletico or Inter Milan, rather with Latour Martinez. He is one that's been linked to Liverpool before. There's a bit there on Reese Williams and a bit on Adi So, um, if, look, Barca have no money. Barca aren't signing anybody of note for the foreseeable. So we shouldn't really be worrying about them on AnfieldIndex.com. We have a piece up by Stephen Smith about Inter Milan and the knockout stages. So check that out. And there are loads and loads of new podcasts. On the free side, there's still the Nina Couser show there and the new Liverbirds, if you want to check those out. On Anfield Index Pro, we've got loads. There's a new scouted, myself and Carl Matchett, discussing Newcastle and fixing Newcastle. Fixing Newcastle United and the mess that they find themselves in. There is a rival recon, Harry Setty and Chris Wall from The Athletic. Really good uh, podcast there. If you can hear that whining noise, that is Molly making a, a show of herself. Uh there is a Moby on the spot with Jan and Trev, so do check that one out. There is the new the new under pressure. Now, there's no Dan Rhodes, there's no Gags Tandon, there's no Phil Barter. It is just Dan Kennett and Simon Brundish. It is good. Check it out. And release today, the new Scouts are Tommies, Jim Boardman and Jay Reed. Always worth a listen when those two get together. Coming later today, we hope money talks. Had to be cancelled yesterday, unfortunately. Uh, but Mo will be joined by Omar Chowdhury really good guy give that one a listen when it's up and out obviously Thursday after the game there will be a post-match Raw uh, and we'll have a few other bits and pieces coming this week too so loads to listen to if you are an Anfield Index Pro subscriber thank you very much if you're not check it out do the trial 7 day free trial if you're on the trial stick with it it is the best content you're going to find anywhere also check it. The Anfield Index Shop, which you can now find on Etsy. And if you use the code RED10, you will get 10% off at checkout. That's all from me today, folks. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. From me and Molly, bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.